Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to One Up Delivered Through the AI Podcast channel. I'm your host as usual, Guy Drinkle, and joining me is Carl. Carl, we had a little break over the Christmas period. How how are you? Not bad at all, Guy. How about you? How was your break? Yeah, well, the football didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, Christ on a bike. Um But yeah, it's it's been it's been good. A nice gaming break. More more playing than talking about it, but uh, we don't have, excuse me, um, we don't have two, well, I say, we say this every time, we don't have loads to talk about, but we'll somehow get 12 hours out of it, but um, maybe once we get into what we've been playing, we can talk about what we've been playing over the uh, Christmas period, and I've had a lot of games, surprisingly, to talk about, um, but we'll get into the news, and I'm sure everyone listening to this has seen um, Lucasfilm, Disney, pretty much the relationship with EA, Indiana Jones, etc. But we're going to talk about that in more detail. But we'll we'll go and we'll go through it story by story. So, Carl, the first one, Lucasfilm Games. Yeah, so Lucasfilm Games resurrected as new banner for all Star Wars video games, quote, and beyond, end quote. And this comes from Matt Wales over at Eurogamer, so give Matt's story a read if you haven't already. And Matt writes, Lucasfilm is resurrecting the Lucasfilm Games brand as the new home for all its video game properties, including future Star Wars titles, quote, and beyond, end quote. Quote, Lucasfilm's legacy in gaming stretches back decades, end quote, says the company in its announcement post. Quote, and with Lucasfilm and the galaxy far, far away entering a new and unprecedented phase of creativity, so will the world of Lucasfilm games, end quote. 
Lucasfilm Games was rebranded LucasArts in the 1990s, although that too ceased to exist in its capacity as a developer and publisher following Lucasfilm's acquisition by Disney in 2012. The revived Lucasfilm Games identity will appear on all future Lucasfilm video game titles, which the company says will continue to be, quote, developed in collaboration with the finest studios across the industry, end quote. The first game to appear under the banner will likely be Warner Bros. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga due this spring. And again, you can read the full story from Matt over at Eurogamer. Um, Guy, this is obviously something that was rumoured in the past, and I think we actually discussed it on the, the show one time when we were talking about Star Wars video games, but obviously now it's all official. They're taking the same approach as they, they've been taking with Marvel games. W- what's your thoughts? Happy. Happy, happy, happy. Um, I think I think the best thing about it is now that EA don't have to churn them out. Because that's what that's what we saw with both battlefronts at the start, um, especially two. We all, we'll, we'll probably get into that, but the the betting and loot box um, situation they created off that. It, it's I think that all comes well. It all comes from EA trying to pretty much cheat the customer a bit too much, obviously. But the game quality, I think that was more through rushed game than anything. But we kind of saw with Fallen Order. I know you have to put. You're still wanting to play it. <laughs> you're gonna wait for the next gen version now they've released that. But um, that that was an excellent game. So it's. I think it's good for EA. I think it's good for Disney, Lucas, whatever. But like EA can now put respawn. You just make the sequel to Fallen Order, um, and then whatever happens with Battlefront, we. I'm not sure who else could make that. But say Dice keep Battlefront. For now, but that that means obviously our next couple of stories. But um, massive Ubisoft obviously have are going to probably make a division skin, <laughs> a Star Wars game. Um, I said that the wrong way around, but you get me. Um, so that, I think it's good, and it, it just opens up endless possibilities. And I just kind of wish this was earlier because we saw. Well, we saw the visceral one, didn't we? We saw thirteen, thirteen, like ten years ago. Before I think that was. Just I think that was around the Disney acquisition, wasn't it? So I think it just opens up the the possibilities of game because pretty much since e, since EA's grabbed it, we've just won. I think every fan was like, "You have Bioware, just make Kotor free or remake Kotor." Now it doesn't have to be Bioware, who obviously have two big projects at the minute. Um, so it doesn't have to be Kotor, but we want we want that type of game. We want that RPG experience. I mean. Probably not CD Projekt Red, but I'm just using them. And I can't say if CD Projekt Red wanted to make a Star Wars game. Now that is a possibility. Now, it's, now our, all our hopes aren't on pretty much respawn nowadays because Bioware isn't what it is. So I, I'm very happy with this. I'm looking forward to the Ubisoft game because I, I don't think it'll be a magical 10 out of 10 game because just that's not what Ubisoft do. But I think it'll be a fun experience. Like. We've seen the development of Assassin's Creed. If they can put the amount of content in an Assassin's Creed game in a in a in a uh, I was going to say super in a, in a Star Wars world, I mean, hopefully there's less towers and stuff to climb. But uh, that's another issue. But I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think it just the possibilities are are endless now. 
but it'd be interesting to see who um, Disney and Lucas at that Lucas at Lucasfilm want to work with. Yeah, I, I mean, before we jump in uh, into more detail on the the Ubisoft game, I mean, on EA, I mean, obviously it's important to, to note here. Obviously, it, it's not EA won't be no longer making Star Wars games. Uh, you know, they're 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 still open to to partnering with uh, Lucasfilm games to, to produce further games and then obviously that could be a, a Battlefront 3 that could be a follow-up to, to Jedi Fallen Order and I mean it, it, but it's 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 good in two ways because as, as you seem to, to suggest EA can kind of more focus on the, the Star Wars projects that matter now and then also you know Lucasfilm games will, will be a check so that you know that the games are of efficient quality sufficient quality and that you know, they're ultimately what, what Star Wars fans want. And, and EA have obviously improved over time. The, the last two games have both been received quite positively in, in the form of Jedi Fallen Order and, and um, Squadrons, um, which obviously only came out last year. So, I mean, it, people wouldn't be against EA making for further Star Wars games, but they, they just want a bit more diversity and obviously that this will give them that and, and it's not just star wars which which we'll get on to um but uh l- let's move on to the second story which kind of leads directly on from this ubisoft massive is making an open world star wars game and the full story comes from ethan gock over on kotaku so give that a read if you haven't already and Eden writes, Ubisoft is partnering with the newly launched Lucasfilm Games to make an open world game based in the Star Wars universe. EA had previously secured an exclusive deal to develop Star Wars games back in 2013, shortly after Disney purchased Lucasfilm. It now appears the terms of that deal have expired or changed. Ubisoft Massive, the studio behind The Division, will be leading development on the new Star Wars adventure with Julian Geraghty, who oversaw The Division 2 and the crew as creative director. Geraghty says the new game will be a, quote, departure from the world of The Division, end quote, and, quote, totally different, end quote, from what the studio has made in the past. Ubisoft CEO Yves Guimont described the upcoming game as, quote, an original Star Wars adventure that is different from anything that has been done before, end quote. Ubisoft Massive taking on an open world Star Wars project, which is reportedly still very early in development, seemingly leaves the future of the Division series in limbo. The Swedish studio is also currently working on a video game adaptation of James Cameron's Avatar, which Ubisoft announced last year would be delayed until 2022. And again, you can read the full story over on Kotaku. So, uh, as you were already getting that guide, Ubisoft doing what Ubisoft do well and and seemingly making an open world Star Wars game. Yes. <laughs> um, I think it'll be good. Like, I'm quite looking forward to it. It'll, it'll seemingly be two if, the, if they're rushing it, and probably three if we're honest. Three years at the earliest um, before we probably even see it. Um, but I, I, in terms of making a fun, maybe they're not the best at world building, but I think Ubisoft can make a. A light ex- Star Wars experience. I don't think you need to like 
every, like, ideally you'd want peak Bioware making some way where you can explore worlds and all that jazz, but that's not going to happen because peak Bioware doesn't exist anymore. But I, I think Ubisoft will suit this. Just it depends because obviously they're known for the making the division. Will it be third person? Will it be first person? Will it be linear? Will it? Well, it's open world. Duh. Um, so I, I quite, I quite like it. It's just will they have it in a quite close setting, like the division is in, in a city or something like that? Will they keep it on one planet? But Star Wars, you kind of, the whole point is to be in different places. You don't want it all set on Tatooine or something like that, do you? So it, it'll be interesting to see how many worlds they can make and how many worlds they can make well because I know these don't have anything to don't have anything to do with, with Assassin's Creed, but I think the problem with Assassin's Creed games maybe maybe more Valhalla than, than Odyssey, but quite a lot of the settings is like rinse and repeat. So how can can they make everything more individualistic and stuff like that? Will Hoff feel Obviously, it'll look different, but will it feel extremely different to Tatooine, etc.? So, I, I'm quite, I'm quite interested. It'll probably be an important game for Ubisoft because if you annoy Disney, they'll buy you. They will. <laughs> they'll, they'll buy you. Uh, I mean, what, what, what's your hopes for it? Because Ubisoft, I mean, do you, do you, if we use their IPs as comparisons, do you want Division esque game, Assassin's Creed esque game, or a Far Cry esque game. I mean, they make a wide variety of games, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what a, what approach they take. I mean, as you said, Ubisoft's fairly solid. When you look at their their kind of mainline open world series, you've got um, Assassin's Creed, which is obviously since its its reboot reboot with Origins, you know, has gone from strength to strength with the the latest three games. You've got Far Cry, which you know really came into its own with Far Cry Three. Far Cry 4 and 5 were both very solid games and, and people are very excited about Far Cry 6. Um, Watch Dogs, a little more iffy. You know, obviously the first one was a bit of a disappointment. The second was solid. Third one again has disappointed people. So um, maybe maybe that's one, one area where you, you can be a little more iffy uh, when, when you're looking at it in, in terms of how confident. Mm. And then obviously you have The Division and I suppose The Division is where you have to look closely given that's the studio that are buying this game but the division is a, a very solid series so i mean you as you said it, it's safe but at the same time you'd have low expectations in terms of this being standout because really with ubisoft games you can you can count kind of the standout titles on one hand, you know, maybe Assassin's Creed Odyssey obviously was a big surprise, and mm. Far Cry Three was a big surprise. I think they're the two standouts, mm -hmm. and and that's that's it, it's been a long time since Far Cry Three. So, mm -hmm. but you you could bank on this being a solid kind of seven out of ten at least, and you know that that's not too bad. I mean, that's not going to disappoint people. In terms of what I'd like to see, what I think, you know, obviously we we know. Ubisoft strengths, you know, that, that, that it is in those open world checkbox games. And, and there's a lot of crossover between Far Cry and Assassin's Creed, for example. And I, I think maybe what, what would fit in nicely into the, that, that world 
you know, kind of the, the types of worlds that Ubisoft build, but maybe a game where you're kind of like a, a bounty hunter or, you know, mm. a scoundrel of some sort, you know, lends itself to the open world, doing jobs for people, clearing out kind of uh, bandit camps, kind of that, that sort of thing, or, mm. you know, em- empire camps or whatever the case might be. So you want to stay it, away it from lends Jedi itself stuff. well to that. You want to stay yeah, away from yeah. Yeah, I think we've had enough. The majority of Star Wars games have involved a Jedi. Fallen Order involved Jedi. Um, I think, obviously, when it comes to kind of vehicles and, and kind of combat and stuff, although that might be something that, given the Division's pedigree, they, they might look at, kind of a, a combat-focused game. I, I think, obviously, EA kind of have that with, Battlefront and and squadrons, so I I think they should stick to kind of a single player focused open world game, and I think something different like a, a bounty hunter is going to be nice. That's why people were so excited about thirteen thirteen and oh, gutted when it got cancelled. So, and you know I I think the the visceral uh, project was going to be something similar. So mm. I think people are. are hungry for a game like that so uh, and i think it would suit uh ubisoft to, to be the the publisher to bring us that game yeah yeah i, I can see something very similar to the visceral one to be honest um bit of dream scenario if if you could match one developer with a with a star wars universe game is, is there any that jump out of you it's it's tough. I mean, you you, you know the one. It's funny. We it's not like the the one we've been crying about for for a long time is is that far away, and that it's it's BioWare IDA, and we we mm. wanted Kotor three. But now there's more question marks over BioWare with kind of recent games and you know people leaving the studio and that. So then you you might look at who else could make a Kotor or a, a Kotor type game. Um, you know, Obsidian who made Kotor too at, at, you know, now under the Microsoft branch, but you'd imagine they're pretty uh, busy with Avowed. Um, you know, Bethesda potentially, um, some sort of Star Wars role playing game, but that they've got plenty on their plate as well. Um, I mean, I, I I'd, I like I like me a good Star Wars RTS. I mean, a, a Total War Star Wars game could be pretty mm. damn cool. So maybe maybe that would be where I would look. I would like a monolith game from from them. Style of Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. I think that could work. The Nemesis system be quite hard to fit in, but. It'd be kind. Well, no, I mean, it depends, because if you do it... Could you get the Nemesis system with Sif, or maybe do it as good people? Bounty on... Hunters. Yeah. Christ, I want, yeah, that. I the... want that more than anything now. <laughs> the, the, yeah, they, they would be a good studio, although, I mean, that that's getting into Dream Dream territory mm. when you consider who owns Mon. <laughs> Well, they make the Lego, sure the Lego games, so we could dream. Warner Brothers make... <laughs> well, true, but that's, I think that that is one thing that's always stayed in place, actually, the, the Lego games, but I think they're kind of a rule upon themselves. 
Um, and and as you said, you know, I, I didn't use it because, because you'd already mentioned earlier, but set a product red, despite the struggles of cyberpunk mm-hmm. making a, a a role-playing game would, would be pretty cool. They'd be the um, one for KOTOR, I think. You just yeah. ha- you just play it six months after it released, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, or like I wouldn't mind seeing a Japanese take on Star Wars. We haven't seen that in a long time, so mm. you know maybe um, Square Enix or something. Um, not a maybe not after the Marvel, maybe not after the Avengers game. Not a triple yeah, A kind of uh, game from a western studio i more so meant one of the final fantasy studios making a role-playing game mm. or something like that yeah yeah i mean i think i saw this on twitter but someone said maybe a for honor style game with with um with jedi against sith very focused but <laughs> like maybe not as like a full-on well 70 quid now but it's like a 50 quid game what was that Star Wars fighting game again? Uh, oh, yeah. star, it was really bad. Um, I know the one you're on about. I can't remember what it's called, though. Uh, Masters of Terrace Cassie. Yes. Yeah, you know, we should get a Masters of Terrace Cassie 2, you know. It's it's long over. <laughs> uh, I mean, just put Jedi in for on it. It'll be fine. Not OP. be fine. Um, but that, that's it. I mean... It's very early on in in well maybe not depending on our, on our next story but it's very early on in terms of different Star Wars games. I mean a word on EA's ownership of the of the license. Obviously, so many troubles, but wasted opportunity. You reckon? Well, I mean, let's have a quick look at um, the um, games that they released in there since um what is it eight years they've had the something like that license um so let's have a quick look at that um so they you so you have obviously there's there's been battlefront and battlefront 2 there's been the knights of the old republic mmo uh, what was that called again? That was just the old Republic, wasn't it? And yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, um, that was when did that come out? Actually, I think that was early on in the license, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was. It was one of the first ones. Um, I'm struggling to find it. The list I'm fan of forty does not go chronologically, um, but yeah. So there was there was that. There's um, I actually played a Star Wars mobile game that was by EA, um, Star Wars Heroes. Um, Twenty eleven, so the Old Republic. So that would have actually been pre prior to to the deal even. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and obviously squadrons. Uh, fallen order and i i i'm struggling at the moment i'm i'm trying to find a an a chronologic list here so that um we can find um kind of if there's anything else but i don't think there was because obviously all along as you pointed out um there was the the lego games but obviously they're separate to the ea deal 
Um, but I, I don't believe they did any other games with the. So it's it's just the it's just the four main games then in what was it, eight odd years. That's not the best. Um, yeah, that's that's all there was. I mean, there there must have been some sort of um. There could be some side games because obviously there was that um Vader Immortal a Star Wars mm. VR series. Um, which seemed to be separate to EA's deal. So I, I don't believe that was con- that was developed by EA. Um, so, but I mean that aside, that there was just the the four titles. There was obviously some expansions to the Old Republic that were released during the time of the deal. But I, I think that there was, you know, maybe a couple of mobile games. But all in all, they did very little with the the license in in four years. And, and don't get me wrong, I don't want them oversaturating Star Wars games like has happened in the past. I mean, when you'd get a, I mean, I think Star Wars Episode One holds the record for having the most games for it, and like it has a ridiculous amount of games, despite being the least popular movie in the series. Whoa. So Whoa. I I don't want to return to that, but. I, I think there's a nice balance where you can have a, a few more than four Star Wars games in 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 an eight year deal. You know, maybe maybe six games would have been a nice sweet spot there. I mean, considering Battlefront one and two are the same game, just with different scandals connected. <laughs> um, yeah, it's basically free, and Squadrons is from Battlefront, so it's really two. <laughs> so it's not it's not exactly like they've mod made four independent different games. I mean Jedi Fallen Order is something new, but Battle Battlefront's just Battlefield with a skin, isn't it? Let's be honest. So it's I I, I think they've come I think they're completely wasted. I think if you let the visceral one go, if you let Bioware do something instead of Anthem oh, Christ, that would that would have that would have saved a lot of hassle for everyone. Um, so we could have had Kotor, we could have had Fallen Order, we could have had Battlefront, and we could have had whatever the Visceral game was going to be called. It's, I, I, I think, EA's, I think EA's had a change of heart since the loot box um, debacle. So it's just a, that's probably the most important thing from this license. It's made people look at the gaming industry different, hasn't it? Yeah, that's it. I mean, I think things have certainly uh, changed since then. And, you know, I'll, I'll reiterate, you know, EA has improved in, in general, not just in their treatment of Star Wars, but, but in general, they have, have improved as things have gone on. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, EA can can release a couple more Star Wars titles in, in time and, you know, we'll, we'll be remembered as on balance doing well with the license rather than than wasting it but but up until now i think i'm you know it, it hasn't been the the best in in terms of what they've they've done with it and and more so that that it's been denying other studios from doing more exciting projects with the license um i mean that this this is has to be welcome news for all all star wars fans as as we've made clear yeah, exactly, exactly, and and more welcome news for fans of other Lucas um, 
film franchises. Bethesda are making an Indiana Jones game, Carl. I mean, you'll go through the story in a sec, but this <laughs> this literally came out of nowhere on, what was it? It must have been Tuesday or Wednesday when this, this got, popped up on Twitter. It's just completely random. <laughs> but it's good news, especially for me, presuming this will be uh, exclusive, or at least in Game Pass Day 1. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, when Bethesda announced a game, you've, you've always got to be a little bit cautious given recent things. But nonetheless, it it is um, it's it's an interesting story, and and I'm I'm sure fans of of uh, both Bethesda and Indiana Jones will be intrigued. Um, I'll, I'll jump into the story, and then we can discuss a little bit more. Bethesda is making an Indiana Jones game, and this comes from Andrew Webster over at The Verge, to so read the story over there if you haven't already. Bethesda's next product is a big surprise. The publisher has teased a new Indiana Jones game. While we don't know anything about the title just yet, the announcement was simply a brief teaser video. It's being developed by Machine Games, the same studio behind the Wolfenstein franchise. Bethesda boss Todd Howard will serve as executive producer. The title is being made under the new Lucasfilm Games label, which was announced this week as part of a renewed focus on games from Disney and Lucasfilm. While details are slim, Disney says that Quote, the game will tell a wholly original standalone tale set at the height of the career of the famed adventurer, end quote. The teaser video hints that the game will take place in Rome. There's no word yet on when the game will release or what platforms it will be on. I can read the full story over at The Verge. So, yeah, there, there's not much to go on here, but we do know the developer. Um, we do know that Todd Howard will be involved. Obviously, people have been speculating for a while on machine what machine games next product would be. I think that their last game was Wolfenstein Two. They didn't make Young Blood. It was obviously Arcane that took the lead there. Um, they the Wolfenstein games are great games. Machine games are, are a solid developer. So I think this game is in the right place. And it's it's nice that Todd Howard is executive producer. That, that's not a guarantee of a quality product. I mean, Todd Howard also overseen the, the production of Fallout 76, which we'll actually be talking about later on in this podcast. But still, you know, he is Todd Howard. He is the man responsible for the, the classic Elder Scrolls games and, and many other great titles. And it's nice that he'll be kind of giving his input, you know, kind of collaborating with the, the studio machine games. I mean, it, it's it's definitely one to watch. But I, I'm just a little bit cautious, probably because of, you know, maybe some recent Bethesda games that haven't been great and some other Bethesda games that we see announced and then never hear about them again and probably won't for another few years. I mean, what's your thoughts? Yeah, it's a strange one. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think most people love the Indiana, well, love free films from the Indiana Jones. Um, series it's just going to be interesting how it translated into a game and i think there was some was it the genesis super nintendo days there was indiana jones games i think there was um but before my time either way um so it's going to be interesting to see what see what it is i mean is it going to be tomb raider ish and uncharted ish um i i'm curious Machine Games obviously made Wolfenstein, so it's probably going to be mental <laughs> either way. Uh, 
I'm, I'm looking. I'm obviously looking forward to it. It's going to be interesting. It's something I'll definitely play. It's just. It's just. I think it's always tough when you take such a beloved character, and put him onto a put him into a different way of telling a story. Because I think the first three films, that's a that's a character in itself. So it can we, and you're not going to have Harrison Ford voicing him, obviously. Well, maybe, but I doubt it. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if they can pull it off without annoying the purists at the same time, but it's going to be interesting how it how it translates, really, and, and what type of game will it be? Is it just going to be um, not a shooter, not, probably not a shooter like um, like Wolfenstein, but a linear story, a puzzle-ish game, maybe, with, with hints of that, open world. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I mean, Carl, I mean, firstly, do you like the Indiana Jones films, and how do you see it translating to um, to to a modern game if 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 there were older games? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like the the original movies, um, not so much the last one, but the the original movies were they're classics. Um, and Indiana Jones used to be kind of a, a notable property in, in video games. I mean, like Raiders of the Lost Ark was one of kind of the notable titles on the Atari 2600. I mean, that's, that's how, how long it's been since the first Indiana Jones games. It was actually on the Atari 2600, not the, the SNES or the, the mm-hmm. Mega Drive. Um, but I mean, it's been so long since there's been one. I've just been having a look there because I couldn't honestly remember aside from the, the Lego Indiana Jones games and Lego Indiana Jones 2 was, um, must be about, it, it, that, it's been a long time since that one came out. Uh, 2011. So we're 10 years basically. Um, that aside, I think the only other, the kind of last game there was was there, there was an Indiana Jones game on kind of the the Wii and PS2. So uh, it's been a very, very, very long time since there's been a kind of a, a AAA Indiana Jones game. So it, it it's it's almost something new, despite there being so many Indiana Jones games in the past. So I think that's what makes it exciting. Um, you know, I, I'm intrigued to see what, what they do with it, what kind of game would be, uh, you know, the obvious is, as you said, way to go would be kind of like a Tomb Raider and Uncharted. Cause I mean, that, that's what people look at those games and, and say, it's like, Oh, it's a, it's like Indiana Jones, a video game, but because those games are already there, particularly like Uncharted is, is among kind of the, the, the cream of the, the crop when it comes to video games, is it a risk to go down that route and, and just end up, and like you know, Uncharted did Indiana Jones better than Indiana Jones could do Indiana Jones. I mean, it, is it more likely to be first person, given that Machine Games are developing yeah. it, and and that Todd Howard is the executive producer, and that's where their strengths lie? It it, it certainly it, it'll be interesting to see kind of how how they go about it, what what genre it ultimately ends up in. But it, it's a very intriguing project, and and. and excited to see where it goes yeah yeah i think first person to differentiate it probably work best plus prefers to love a first person um so it probably makes more sense um but we have no idea what type of game it'll be um before we start recording we speculated 
like it may release sooner than we think, just simply because Machine Games has been rumoured to be working on something that isn't Wolfenstein for a little while. So, whereas we think the Ubisoft Star Wars game will be a long while away, maybe this one, probably not this year, because everything's up in the air this year, but 2021, maybe? Yeah, I mean, uh, 20, well, 2022, or rather. 2022, um, I, forget, I, mean, I forgot uh, which year it is. <laughs> I think 2022 is probably the safe bet. If it wasn't for COVID and the delays that 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 is is inevitably uh, causing, you know, I would put money on this that this game launching this year, given how long it's been since Machine Games last game, and you know I, I couldn't rule out, and I still can't rule it out completely. But you know, my my prediction would have been, oh, they'll they'll announce it around E3 time and and it'll launch in the fall. Now. Factoring in COVID, I think it'll more likely be next year. Um, I think in the back of your mind, you do have that kind of Starfield, Elder Scrolls Six worry in that are they just doing another announcement, even though the game's years away? But I mean, we have gotten a a teaser trailer here, so it's a little bit more. And as I said, I I do think Machine Games have had kind of more time to work on the title, so I'm not too concerned at that but it is obviously in the, the back of your mind inevitably um but I, i'd be hopeful on a, a 2022 release for this game yeah i agree i agree um and before we go back to our gaming memories segment that we've been doing for too many bloody pods um considering that was meant to be one pod itself um we're going to do a little bit of roundup and um games that are coming out, games that have been delayed. Uh, I'll do the reading on this one, Carl, because you've done too much in the news bit. Um, You don't have this one listed, but I think the Medium and Hitman 3 are coming out at the end of this month. Um, But what you have listed are Mass Effect Legendary Edition will reportedly release on March 12th. Yay. Waiting confirmation for that to end up being November, which will annoy me. Um, Returnal coming on March 19th. That's the... PS5 exclusive, isn't it? From Housemark. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Kenner Bridge of Spirits coming in March. That was at PlayStation's event. Was that the one that was made by the cinema people? It was, yeah. yeah. That's why it's um, obviously a lot of people are anticipating this simply because of how it looked and the animation style. So a lot of, a lot of people are keen on this one. And obviously it is a, a PlayStation exclusive, at least timed for yeah. now. Yeah, that'll be that. That looked quite interesting. Um, one of the better ones from the PlayStation events over the uh, late summer, early autumn time. Um, new Pokemon Snap in April thirtieth. More Pokemon. Solar Ash launching in June. That was was that one of the PlayStation events again? That's the the follow up to yeah, it is. It is the timed exclusive. I think for PlayStation platforms, it's the the follow up to. Hyperlight Drifter, so obviously that's yeah. you know Hyperlight Drifter was one of the the biggest um, indie titles last year, so um, people are are highly anticipating this one, and looks like they won't have to wait too long for it. Yeah, um, Ghostwire Tokyo again, PlayStation heavy, God Christ, um, Ghostwire Tokyo coming in October. That is from uh, Tango, isn't it? Um, so if you, I think that's horrorish. So if you like horror games, check that out in October. 
Project Afia, but that's how you pronounce it. Um, that was that. That was the one that was the uh, the tech test, wasn't it? For yeah, they were yeah. the the open world uh, title from uh, Square Enix. Obviously, that's still kind of a working title, mm. I think. Although it might end up being the actual title. Um, that's the game, obviously, that um, Gary Witha is is writing. Um, so it's it's an intriguing one, but obviously again it's a it's a PlayStation timed exclusive for two years, um, which is quite a, a long exclusivity. Yeah, it's rare you'll see that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean by the time it comes out on on um, Xbox, things might have might have moved along. Halo Infinite might be out by then. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, um, now we got about our caps because Hogwarts Legacy. Delayed till 2022. Discussed then. Um, sad. Because I want to play Harry Potter. Um, there's not much coming out of here, is there? Uh, Pragmata delayed till 2023. I mean, I can't remember what Pragmata is, but that's something getting delayed till 2023. Doesn't seem like a delay, it's just aiming for something at this stage. Yeah, that that's a bit of a weird one. I mean, it, Pragmata was um, the game again. It was originally at the PlayStation Showcase. Obviously, it's from uh, Capcom. Had the really weird trailer with the astronaut and the ah, child. Yes, and it was like it was like a yes. it was like a drug trip. Basically, <laughs> in the trailer it was the same um, we thought was Kojima, but wasn't Kojima. Exactly, yeah. yes. and it was originally announced for I think 2022, so that's why it's been delayed to 2023. But I think for for a while, so I you know who knows what's going to happen with that game. Um, but it it is nonetheless Capcom have have decided to inform us of of a delay, and I think Capcom next week have a, a Resident Evil showcase for Resident Evil Village and some other Resident Evil news. We might might end up discussing that in the next podcast. Um, but the Hogwarts Legacy news is, is certainly a, a delay that will be felt because I know a lot of people are anticipating this game. I mean, I myself was even kind of getting more and more intrigued every time I'd hear it mentioned on a podcast and that. And, you know, I know my girlfriend's a, a big Harry Potter fan and, and you know, I kind of considered maybe I could get that and play it and she could watch me play it and she'd be into to kind of seeing the Harry Potter game, but obviously now we'll have to wait on that one. Still sad. Um, yeah, so, uh, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be tough doing game podcasts this year, I think, because nothing's coming out. <laughs> but we'll probably hopefully get big updates in the summer as, as usual and we'll see. Um, but anything you else you want to chat about? Carl, before we get into the gaming memories business, no, I, I, I think obviously the 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 main news obviously was the Lucasfilm games, and obviously that's that's it's big news, and uh, not to, to to play it down, and it's it's exciting news for Star Wars fans like ourselves, um, but you know otherwise you know it is the the usual what you expect at this time of the year kind of lull. In, in news hopefully things uh, will pick up next month and although as you said we might not get many big releases this year hopefully we get more news on, on big releases to come yeah exactly exactly so we're going to get into our gaming memory segment if you can't remember last time 
we we think we did 2017 last time, which was a bit of a down year, um, but had some of the biggest releases of last gen. Um, go on, I mean, it's fitting, guy. We finished out with dissing Battlefront two, yes. and you know, we we basically started this podcast with dissing Battlefront two. So I, I think there was a nice continuity there, despite a month break. Exactly, and and spoiler alert, I've been playing Battlefront 2 just before we started recording, so I can talk about that in what we've been playing segment. I can talk about if it's any good any, nowadays, but uh, we will do that after the next couple of years we've got to do. Um, so 2018, I'll give the list and then we'll go through the ones we've played or ones we can take the mick out of, i.e. Metal Gear Survive. Hello. <clears throat> So, list, Shadow of Colossus, Metal Gear Survive, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Dead Cells, Dragon Quest Eleven, Mar- Marvel Spider-Man, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Red Dead Redemption 2, The Quiet Man, I know why that's in there, um, Spyro Reignited Trilogy, Fallout 76, and Battlefield 5. That's not, these are just the key ones Carl's picked out, and he's picked Quiet Man for himself, just to laugh at it, because it's terrible. Um, shall we group the first three <clears throat> together? Because I've not played any of them, and I just know that Metal Gear Survive was awful. But have you, have, did you play the other two? Because I know they, I know Detroit was good, and Shadow of the Colossus. I don't think, I don't think I've talked to anyone who's actually played the <laughs> the new one. Yeah, um, I played Detroit Become Human. I finished Detroit Become Human. Um, Shadow of the Colossus, I kind of started, but then didn't finish. And I really want to play through that because I mean, it, it, I never played the original. It is known as one of the best video games of all time. Um, and uh, I think if I never play it, um, Matt will continue to shun me because he is, it is one of his favorite games of all time. And he's played and completed both and, you know, rates both, both the original and the remake quite highly. So that's certainly something, you know, to, to get to. And I mean, it is notable because it's obviously a, it's a, a remake of one of the, 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 is it, is it high? Is it Blue Point? It was Blue Point as yeah. well, yeah. They so. love a remake, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's their forte, is, is taking someone's game and, and uh, doing it justice. Um, and obviously that was one of their biggest challenges, taking on a, a massive title, um, particularly from a Japanese studio. And that's what they've done again with Demon Souls. Um, but, I mean, this game's reputation speaks for itself. I mean, it, it's a it's a lauded remake of a, a lauded game and you know I'm definitely going to get 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 this one played um Metal Gear Survive did you actually try Metal Gear Survive I downloaded it because me and my mate were going to give it a go he played it before me and told me to win install it before I played it <laughs> so no <laughs> but I was all, I was close <laughs> yeah I, I like I wanted to play it. I, I picked it up for like five euro in a bargain bin because I sometimes enjoy playing bad games because they're funny. But then I think I watched um, a couple of videos on it and seen enough gameplay and I was like, that that looks even, you know, too bad to even be fun. Like it just, it just, you know, when, when someone was just standing at a chain link fence with like a pole stabbing <laughs> zombies that just kept falling over and getting back up again. Yeah, I, I just kind of yeah, thought, yeah. yeah, 
you know, maybe maybe this is, is too much. Yes, I think Sony need to buy Metal Gear from Kojima, from Konami or something, or buy Konami Game Studios, whatever the hell, or all their IP. It seems the most logical thing. Um, you said you played Detroit. It's all like it's always a game I wanted to play, and when early, very early on in in the gen, I always wanted to play Heavy. No, that was last 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 gen actually. I always wanted to play Heavy Rain. It's always seemed like a game. I'd enjoy, but they never come to Xbox, so I've kind of been screwed. Um, is is it just like Ellie Noir on 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 steroids? Is that kind of the crack I get, I get from this? I mean, I suppose there are some some kind of crossovers with it with a game like Ellie Noir, but it, I mean, it it is very much like uh, other quantum games and it's difficult maybe for for because you haven't played yeah. quantum games um but that's what it is it, it's like fahrenheit or indigo prophecy depending on on what side of the ocean you live on it, you know it's it's like heavy rain it's well like i mean it's difficult for me to say because i never played it's played beyond two souls but i know it is like beyond two souls um i mean Beyond Two Souls aside, which doesn't have the best reputation, generally the the games from from Quantum Dream are, are you know, they're they're I wouldn't say quite top of the game when it comes to these type of titles because uh, I think some studios have come along and and maybe outdone them mm. at their their own game. Obviously, we talked about um, Until Dawn um, yeah. previously, and I I think that was a better quantum dream game even though it wasn't made by quantum dream but nonetheless i think detroit become human is an excellent game it tells an excellent story it looks beautiful um it's it's decisions feel impactful i mean it's one of the better and and i mean it's a strong kind of generation for console exclusives on the sony side but i I think for me this is one of my favorites was was detroit become human yeah quantica second party with sony aren't they they were but it ended after detroit become human all quantum's games have since come to steam and I, I think that's kind of where they're focusing now is PC development. You know, I think mm. obviously there was a bit of trouble with Quantum Dream on the side and we won't go into that. I think we talked about that time, allegations and the like. And I think Sony kind of grew cold then on Quantum Dream because, I mean, at one point people thought it was a, a no-brainer that Sony would buy Quantum Dream. And I think it was when these things started to, to come to the surface, they slowly backed away from them and then quantum dream moved towards steam so i think nowadays they're, they're more likely to be a, a pc developer yeah it seems i'm just googling it now and he, the one of the higher ups at, at quantic talks about he doesn't like the xbox stra- console release strategy so that's a good start <laughs> um so yeah we might we might not see future games on xbox but we'll see there's, there's hope yet. Um, Back to the list. Oh, of course, the next one is God of War, Carl. It was okay, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was, it was an alright game. I mean, it's, it's it's worth the play. Moving on now. <laughs> um, obviously, once we get to the end of the of this list, we'll we'll do our game of of the uh, of the gen. I think I mentioned on the uh, the pod we did whatever year the Witcher was that that'd be my game. But God God of War is top three for me off the top of my head, and, and that'll probably change all the time but considering that as everyone knows I, I am an xbox fan like i've tried other playstation games i played uncharted 4 finished that because my mate bullied me into doing it have ghost but give i enjoyed it but just, it just never went back on it horizon never went back on it but god of war you couldn't get me off that damn game because it was so good and I think that is what marks the game as something... Maybe it just was the perfect game for me, and that's why it eluded me, but to keep me on a console that I don't technically um, use as much as my main one and, 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 and finish it. But it might just have been a perfect game for me, but I think that's what separates it from them games. This, the God of War, the character of Kratos, boy. Um, the setting, the story, I think it's just almost perfect for me, and that that's why, that's why I love the game so much, and... Maybe that's made deserving of Game of the Gen because it made me stick on a PlayStation 4 game. And Spider-Man, obviously. Um, I forgot about Spider-Man. But uh, God, God of War is, is a damn special. Like I've not played the old God of War um, hack and slash type games. But just, just playing this one game, you kind of feel like you already know Kratos instantly. And I'm pretty sure he's been like revoiced and stuff like that. But it's just... It's. I think this was such good work from from Santa Monica to instantly make Kratos a mint character. Yeah, I mean they 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 took what was kind of like a you know a, a god, but nonetheless kind of mindless devil may cry clone. And I know some some classic God of War fans will be hurt by that comment, but that that's always how I seen. Saw the series. They took that and they made it something completely different. And I mean that they put it. A, it's now up there among kind of the, the the best games of their generation. The maybe the best games of all all time. Like it's 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 in that conversation. And I mean that that is that that is high praise really. I mean when you <laughs> could you get much higher praise for for a game? I mean it, it, it's amazing. I mean, I, I can't give it a definitive opinion on, on what the best PlayStation exclusive was this generation because I, I haven't gotten around to Persona 5 yet. I, I haven't played Uncharted 4 at this point. I I'm, I'm most likely never will. Um, I've played very little of Ghosts. I do intend to, to play more. Um, and... I haven't. Oh, and I haven't played Bloodborne, and and I would like to play that as well. But you know, I I have played a lot of others. I've played Spider Man. I've played Horizon. I've I've put about seventy hours into it at this point. Just about at the end of the DLC, finished the the main game. We'll we'll talk a bit more about that later, I'm sure. Um, you know, I, I've played um Detroit. Obviously, I've played mm-hmm. Until Dawn. I've played. The Order, which wasn't a very good exclusive, but nonetheless <laughs> was exclusive. Um, and of course, I've played The Last of Us Part Two most recently. 
And of all those games I have played, even putting aside putting aside my Spider-Man bias, God of War is the best. Like it is the best exclusive game of the the generation for me of what I've played. And I think a lot of people who've, you know, Sony fanboys, like self-admitted Sony fanboys who have actually played all these exclusives seem to agree with me, a lot of them. And I mean, that that, that says a lot when people are putting God of War above, uh, you know, a AAA Spider-Man title, mm. above Uncharted 4, above The Last of Us Part 2, uh, above Bloodborne, which, you know, is a, obviously a cult, a cult classic. It, it's just, it's high praise. And and it deserves that high praise because it is such an amazing title. Yeah, absolutely. I think the PlayStation people I speak to, it always seems to be between God of War and Ghost. And most people, you just straight up assume it's it's. Um, I was going to say Left 4 Dead, The Last of Us Two. So it, it it's it's strong work. I mean, to to out I say outdo, but it's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm going to roll with it. Outdo Naughty Dog with santa monica and um who the hell made ghost um sucker punch sucker punch christ uh, them two to do that it, it, it speaks of the just the great studios sony have under the wing um so that's a scary thought but god of war i mean 10 well i think we rated it at the time i give it i think we, i give it nine or nine point five i can't remember um and I think you give it 9.5. Um, I had them noted in my phone somewhere, but Christ, I'm not scrolling through that some, that mess. But th- I think if memory serves, I'd give it, I give RDR2 a smidge higher, but undeserving probably. But we'll get to that in a sec. God, God of War. We'll come back to it at the end of the lists. Um, Dead Cells and Dragon Quest. I know Dead Cells, that's one of the what do you call it, indie games of the of the gen, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was, you know, I think in recent years, what what's been popular among particularly indie studios has been two genres that have been popular have been Metroidvania and Rogue, roguelike, and Dead Cells got a ticks both those boxes and, and why it was kind of notable. I, I played a little bit myself and, and I can see why it has the, the reputation does really tough game. Although I think it's just because I'm really bad at, at 2D games these days. I just, I don't think my mind computes them like it did as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's either Celeste or Dead Cells, isn't it? <laughs> that seems to be the ones that brought up. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven. I've not played a Dragon Quest game. I have one downloaded and I plan to play it after I've finished Cyberpunk and Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Christ, I don't know when that, how long the, those will take. Um, any experience with this? Um, very little. I mean, it's one I've intended to get to. I mean, it, obviously, it was one of the bigger... Like, it, I think this generation has been weird for JRPGs in that, like... I don't think we get as many kind of AAA JRPGs as we once did. I mean, there's, there's a hell of a lot of Japanese role-playing games if, if you look for them. But, I mean, a lot of them, when it comes to the bigger studios, have moved kind of more action titles that you almost forget that they are role-playing games. 
Um, and then if you want to look for your more traditional fix, you, you tend to look to smaller kind of independent studios. But obviously, we've discussed two big titles going through the, the, this retrospective so far, which were Final Fantasy 15 and Persona 5. And I think this was the third kind of of that that triumphate of of kind of AAA Japanese role-playing games um in, in Dragon Quest Eleven. And it's one that has a great reputation and I know people who've who've finished it. Incredibly long games. Some people say too long. Um little repetitive towards the end, but but nonetheless a, a great title. Yeah, absolutely. And uh hopefully hopefully at some point I'll play the one I've got downloaded. Um we've got two big ones up next. Uh, Marvel Spider Man, we've obviously done these ones that we mentioned as great games, we, we do have full review episodes if you want to go back and look for them. Uh, but Marvel Spider-Man, um, it was just great. It was great fun. And it's seemingly been built on with the Miles Morales game. I'm sure you're waiting for PS5 to play that. But everyone says that. It's a sore spot. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, but Spider-Man, it's, it, it's great because it had so many villains. It had a, I wouldn't say the best version of Doc Ock because Spider-Man 2 is a masterpiece of a film. But it, it just it's the best superhero game to my knowledge since Arkham City, I'd say. Yeah, I mean like I, I'll find enjoyment in a Spider-Man game regardless. I mean like I, I played the amazing Spider-Man, the, the movie tie-in and, and quite enjoyed it and I picked up the second one with intentions of playing it but never quite got around to it in the early days of PS4 but I mean th this game was this was an actual you know, I, I enjoyed it and, and I, you know, I was the only one because that this was uh, an excellent game, I mean it's you know the, the Insomniac treated the, the property with the, the utmost respect and, and did it justice. And I really can't wait for, for a follow-up. I know there is Miles Morales, and I'm looking forward to playing that when I finally secure a PS5, which every day I'm refreshing those tabs. I have a tabs group labeled PS5, which has all the possible retailers I could get a PlayStation 5 in, opening it, and every day I refresh them in hope, and it hasn't happened so far. But I, 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 I won't give up yet. Um, so I will play Miles Morales eventually, but obviously, ultimately, we're looking to kind of get another another fifty, sixty hour Spider Man game when when uh, presumably Marvel Spider Man Two launches um, sometime in the future, hopefully twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, um, potentially. Um, but I mean this gave us what we wanted in terms of a Spider-Man game and in terms of a, a superhero game, because obviously, as you said, ba Batman games had slipped a little uh, following Arkham City, and then we're hoping they'll they'll come back in the, in the near future, but um, did this, for me, has set a new bar for superhero games, um, and I, I look forward to seeing how how other properties try try to hit that bar in the future. Yeah, it's certainly going to be a tough one, um, especially the fact that only only Warner Brothers make other, other superhero games, but we we don't need to talk about Avengers, etc. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I have a strange relationship with this game, as in I could not be asked finishing it, whereas I have finished Origins and I do plan to finish Valhalla. But you put 
too many, too many hours into this game. But you, 200 you... hours. Yes, yes. Um, but you have finished it. I think you've done all the DLC. I hope you've done all the DLC with that playtime. I, I have. Yeah, so you've obviously played it. Did Did you enjoy it, or was it a labour, a, a chore towards the end? It was certainly a chore towards the end. I think, you know, nowadays, any game that takes over 100 hours feels like a chore towards the end to me because I don't have it in me anymore. I think when I was younger, I would have been delighted with a game like this. And and I think it was the way in which I approached it. I mean, when I really like a game, particularly like an open world game, I'll try and do everything and, and try and platinum it. And I did platinum this game. But I was going beyond that with, with this. And that like was, I was exploring every square range, doing every little side quest. And when I was suddenly 40 hours in and had only explored like three of the counties or the, I can't remember what they're called, but whatever, I'll, I'll call them counties. Um, and there was like another 30 of them or something to go. I kind of realized, oh, I, I need to hurry this up and kind of just focus on the, the main quest and, and things like that. So I sped things up a little bit but even so it took oh i think about 120 hours to complete the main game and then the dlcs were absolutely massive particularly the second set of, of dlcs unbelievable how long they took to complete and they were really diverse and cool and i, I wanted to pay them more attention but ultimately i just ended up rushing to the end because i just wanted to get it ticked off and like i, I had all plans of going back and playing origins but Odyssey kind of put me off somewhat because it was just so mm. long and I was thinking how long will Origins be with the DLC and I know Origins is a shorter game I think more so Origins maybe with the DLC you'd be looking at maybe 80 to 100 hours but that's still a lot of time and Valhalla I gather is, is somewhat similar yeah um, so I think maybe they still you know I, I love this game and, and um, I'm glad I played through but I, I think maybe the one thing Ubisoft need to do with the Assassin's Creed games now is strike that balance in terms of length between the old style Assassin's Creed and the new style. I think there's a there's a nice medium to be had there, um, which I'm not sure they've struck yet. Yeah, there absolutely is. There absolutely is. Um, Cod Black Ops 4, I should say. Um I only remember this game for Blackout, which was the Battle Royale. It's probably my favourite Battle Royale. But it's a Battle Royale nonetheless. And there's a lot of burnout on that. So, I mean, anything to add before we move on to RDR? I mean, it was just obviously notable that it was the, the first Call of Duty game that didn't have any single-player campaign. That's I mean, true. obviously, there, there mm -hmm. had been a single-player game in development. Um, and then it got canned because uh, they weren't happy with it and they decided to just focus on the multiplayer and obviously the, the, the Battle Royale aspect. So, I mean, for that reason, it was probably the first Call of Duty game. Like, it's been a while since I played a Call of Duty. I, I played World War Two when it was free mm. on PSN. Um, I picked up some of the others with an intention of playing them because uh, I do like a Call of Duty campaign, but because this one didn't have a campaign, I think it was the first time where I kind of looked at a Call of Duty game and said, I'll never play that because <laughs> there was no campaign there. Um, so it was kind of a, it was an interesting gaming story of, of 2018 that, um, but I mean, I, I didn't have any first hand experience with the game as a result. 
Yeah, not surprised. Not surprised. RDR2. Now, I don't think it's quite Witcher 3 for me. But in terms of world building, this game was very special. And Arthur Morgan is a special character. And it was almost the impossible task of following RDR1. No. Well, it's technically... <laughs> they've screwed up. Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> but the Red Dead Revolver. They could have picked the name better. But Red Dead Redemption 1 is, is some people's favourite games from the 360 PS3 gen. Um, gen. And to... Add a new character, and I think we both agreed on the review, Eclipse John Marston as a character. The, the, the voice acting, the world building, everything, Arthur Morgan and that world, it, it, it's a special experience. May, maybe lacking in the mechanics a bit, maybe a bit dated with like GTA shooting and stuff like that. But the storytelling, the world building, the characters, my god. Yeah, I mean, I, I said when we reviewed it at the time, I mean, Arthur Morgan is among my favorite video game characters now um, along with the, the likes of, of Geralt I mean he, he's an incredible character and it was an incredible story and just that the world of, of um, Red Dead Redemption 2 felt alive uh, at times I mean uh, and it's it, it was just it was an amazing game I, again maybe a little bit too long um, I, I would have liked maybe if they'd shaved off 10 hours because um, I mean, which again it was like 80 90 hours long uh, for me because I, I did basically everything um, but that that's a that's kind of a, a cop-out criticism really I mean it, it, it's a it's an incredible game um, I, I hope somewhere in the future I, you know I wouldn't want a Red Dead Redemption 3 tomorrow I, I think I'm, I'm still a little burned out because of how long it was but I'd I'd hope in in a few years time we will get um, a Red Dead Redemption three. Need GTA uh, first. <laughs> well, yeah, that that needs to to happen first, obviously. But um, yeah, I, I do hope we'll get a, another title because it was it was just incredible and and you know it's certainly up there again. As and I, I feel I'm saying that a lot today, but it's one of the games of of the generation for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um. I mean, I suppose you have to talk about The Quiet Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember when this I, when this was announced at E3 at, at Square Enix's kind of um, uh, showcase, you know, it looked really cool. And, and, you know, Square Enix obviously is a publisher that I like, and this looked very different, and, and I was intrigued by it. And then it came out, and it got really awful reviews, and that, that probably made me even more intrigued knowing that it was a bad game that was short so i remember when it came on sale for for half price at one point i just had to pull the trigger and i played it and i don't regret it at all like this it the game is horrendous i mean the, the whole concept of you having to play through the game twice to get the story because your character is deaf and but it lets you hear what people are saying on your second playthrough i mean whoever thought that was a good mechanic genius you know I'd, I'd love to meet them because it's just Absolute it's just hilarious lunatic the the game is is insane that the combat system didn't make any sense and ultimately just end up kind of spamming buttons um to to finish it and, and i did finish it you know i i'm uh it's, I'm, I'm proud of, did, of that did you do it completion. twice 
No, God, no, no. <laughs> and once was enough. I just, I think I just kind of Googled the story, and I, I can't even remember it now, to be honest. Um, something about a girl that looks like the guy's mother, and betrayal, and by his friend, and um, you know, him just being angry at everyone, and yeah, it sounds There's a whole lot of nonsense. It sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> But my God, it, it was a fun time. It was just so bad that it was good. Beautiful. Anything to say about Spyro? Because I've not played it, even though I profess to be liking Spyro, but I've never got around I, to it. I'm the same. I mean, I was so excited when they announced this. I mean, I remember at the time when like Crash Bandicoot came out that I wanted people to support Crash Bandicoot despite not being a big Crash fan myself because I knew it would lead Spyro and then it did lead to it and they brought it out and I was so excited and I just never got to them. So this is something I certainly plan to, to get to eventually. I'm, I'm gonna, I've am I'm gonna. been him and on about picking it up on Switch because I think that might be a nice place to play it. Um, You know, it's nice and easy just to have the, the Switch out and, you know, rather than yeah. having to, to, to fire up the PlayStation. So um, I might well do that down the road but for now you know all i can say is that i i hope i hope it leads to more spire i mean crash 4 came out last year and mm. by all reports it's a very good game so i'm hoping spyro gets a, a nice follow-up before long and there are rumors that it will and that it could come this year and um, so that would be exciting but it, it's good that that spyro got his dues as well yeah exactly um before we go into fallout 76 we'll do battlefield 5 first because it's easier to talk about this. We like to end on a game we're going to complain about. Yes, of course, and there's actually <laughs> something to talk about. <laughs> Battlefield Five, I got it, wasn't very good. Um, no surprise the going, the rumored to be going away from World War One and Two, and back to modern times because what I thought One was interesting, whereas Five was just a bit meh. I'm not sure what your experiences are with them. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Battlefield 1 before, and I had played that. Battlefield 5 I picked up, but I never quite got around to, um, possibly because of kind of the reaction. I think pe people thought it was just kind of a, a lazy follow-up to Battlefield 1 rather than, than, than really doing justice. And that's a shame, because obviously Battlefield got its start in World War II. Um, similar to Call of Duty, and and I mean Battlefield 1942 is, is one of my is still probably my favorite Battlefield game, and you know one of my favorite kind of first person shooters. I adored that game back in on the PC um, way back when. So it, it is a real shame that that this kind of seemed to be kind of almost like a, a lazy cash in. Um, and it was weird because at the time, I remember there was rumors that the next Battlefield game was going to be Bad Company 3. Then obviously they announced Battlefield 5 and that came out. Then there was more rumors about Bad Company 3, but then you'd hear it's Battlefield 6 and that it's just kind of another modern um, Battlefield game like 3 and 4 were. So I really want to know where the hell Bad Company 3 is because Bad Company 2 was amazing. So... Um, please, Dice, make Bad Company 3 and, and stop messing around. Yes. Um, Fallout 76. Christ. Um, I quite liked the idea of it when it got, when it got shown at E3. It's going to be Fallout, it's going to be open world, you can be with your mates. I had pre-ordered it, I played the beta, and holy hell, what an 
empty, lifeless game I played. It was so bad. There was no people. Most people were bellends. <laughs> the, the other players were bellends. Uh, fighting ghouls. There was only robots to talk to. Obviously, the game's in a much better place now. But a game like that needs a good launch. And it can't launch in the state that it did where there's no NPCs, no no real story, just empty empty world, no real interest. And it, 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 it it's good that it's in a decent place now, but I, I don't think any game can recover. Even like uh, No Man's Sky, I don't think that's recovered from what it did originally. It's obviously in a very good split place, but I, I just think it's tough when it's Bethesda's, what they build it, is Bethesda's next big thing. Or Bethesda's game works ne- next big thing in the next evolution of Fallout, and it was just lifeless. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because when Bethesda first acquired the license of the Interplay used to own um, Fallout, and originally when the deal was made, Interplay did it on the grounds that they would retain the rights to making a Fallout Online game. I mean, that that was what they were planning as their next project. And then suddenly Bethesda backtracked and said, no, you're not allowed to make the game and brought them to court and stuff. And, and uh, Bethesda won. And seemingly that was because Bethesda wanted to make their own Fallout Online game, which ultimately became Fallout 76. And for a long time, as a big fan of Elder Scrolls games and, and Fallout games, you know, I wanted to see like a, a Fallout or an Elder Scrolls where I could play with my friends. First, we got Elder Scrolls Online. Wasn't really what I wanted. It was more just a traditional MMO. I mean, it's a decent MMO by all accounts, but that's not what I wanted from it. I, I, I just wanted Skyrim, but co-op basically with like three of my friends. Um, I then 
you know, when 76 was announced, I thought, oh, finally, that's what I'm going to get. And then it comes out and you're seeing the reviews and it's this buggy mess and it just looks like fall, you know, basically looks like Fallout 3. And, it, you know, it, it has no NPCs. And I remember when the Wastelanders expansion came out, they made this big hullabaloo about it. It's like, well, great, but this should have been in the game at day one and wasn't so you know i'm not gonna applaud you for releasing it later like it you know how you thought the game was going to be good and the way it launched is completely beyond me and i just i i picked it up but i still couldn't bring myself to play it and i know a friend who played it and you know he was trying to to kind of find positives in it but it was just really difficult to to do so i mean it's just a a, a disappointment and and even with the fixes, I gather it's still far from from what people want. And you know, obviously, I'm I'm hoping Bethesda launch with a a new engine for Starfield, and we see that engine in Elder Scrolls Six as well. And then maybe if we get a Fallout game afterwards, be that either a single player Fallout Five or maybe a a do over of Fallout Seventy Six, maybe with the new engine and the lessons learned, they could do things better a second time around. Yeah, I think the idea of a MMO survival Fallout Online game it it makes sense, but <clears throat> yeah, it was just it, it was dated. If it came if that came out early gen or even maybe it wasn't technically possible on the three sixty year, but early gen it'd probably be fine. But yeah, when when it's late gen, you'd looking just like this game is fugly it's like not an improvement on skyrim or, or fallout as, as you say look like fallout 3 it, it just it's just off putting it just really was um shall we squeeze in a new another year yeah i, I think we can finish that there's not too much in 2019 yeah. there's only a handful of games in, in 2020 so let's 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 finally give the people what we promised and, and finish yeah. <laughs> we might we might squeeze in 2020 as well but there's obviously not loads in there resident evil 2 kingdom hearts 3 crackdown 3 there's not much i can talk about here so a bloodstained ritual of the night crash team yes yes carl you get the crash team racing nitro fueled gears 5 borderlands 3 cod modern warfare the Outer Worlds, Death Stranding, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. <clears throat> right. Resident Evil 2, obviously a remake. This was the start of Capcom going, we'll just remake everything, and it worked for them. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be a, kind of the focus for Capcom at the moment. I mean, they, they do have some other things like uh, Monster Hunter, obviously, but generally, you know, they're, they're remaking Resident Evils. They're making some new Resident Evils, which are more in line with the, the old games and what people like. Um, and they're kind of doing remakes and remasters of a lot of their their uh, kind of classic arcade titles as well. So I mean, they're, they're a company that are having a bit of a, a renaissance. And Resident Evil 2 is, is probably the, the, the prime example of that. I mean, it was an excellent remake of a, of a classic game. So much so that it ended up then being a contender for Game of the Year. And, and a mm. remake being a contender for Game of the Year is massive like it's not something you you see too often um so it, it says it all really i mean i played about five hours of this game um i i really enjoyed what i played but it just wasn't the kind of game i wanted to play at the time 
Um, so I, I jumped out, but that that's nothing against the game. I mean, it's it's an excellent game. Did did you get a chance to play it at all? No, Resident Evil's one I've not. I know it's not the the scariest or whatever. I, I've just never really got into Resident Evil. I enjoyed, put it this way, I enjoyed Five, which was a bit more actiony and enjoyed the the co-op and and stuff like that. But Resident Evil's not one. I grew up with it. Like I I watched people play Nemesis when I was a. The, the little kid and, and stuff like that but I don't know I think just a slow pace and that it's just a bit it was a bit too slow for me as a kid so I never really grew up with it I, I'm just uh, speaking of playing as a kid I, I'm just happy that after playing the remake I, I didn't end up having nightmares about liquors like I did oh, when I watched my cousins play the original <laughs> way back when like I mean that that game terrified me yeah. and put me off trying survival games <laughs> for much of my childhood that, um, that was me with nemesis i that, that guy terrified me <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh no it was a, it, obviously it was an ex, it, an excellent remake by all accounts from the the resident evil fans i mean i know some some resident evil fans and they were big big on this one so i mean i, I think that says it all i mean they're they're a difficult fan fan base to hmm. to please and they, they certainly did please them Kingdom Hearts 3, did you get round to this? No, I mean, I'm still intending to go back and play all the Kingdom Hearts games, which is easy to do, because you can buy a collection that literally has all the games on one disc, so it's it's one series Fantastic. where it's so easy to, to, to play them all. Um, but I mean, it, it obviously was a notable title, given that people were never sure it was ever going to come out, because it took so long to come out. Um, but there it is. Kingdom Hearts and uh, people people love it uh, so good on you Square Enix and Disney finally giving the people what they want and as I <laughs> said I will eventually play that entire series um, I might actually play it with um, my girlfriend because she's a massive Disney fan so I think that would be a nice one to, to squeeze in Lovely. there um, but yeah that's, that's all I can really say on that one from now uh, Crackdown 3 though I did play did you play this being the Xbox one? No. <laughs> <laughs> the reviews uh, were bad. I just couldn't be asked. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's no Crackdown one. I mean, I remember at the time people bought Crackdown one, um, for the Halo beta, and then we're like, oh, this is actually a really good game, um, and it was a really good game. And Crackdown two was kind of more the same, but didn't really have that that shine. Um, Crackdown 3 I enjoyed it I played through it I completed it I did enjoy it but nonetheless I had it in the back of my head that it was a dis- disappointment when you consider how hyped up the game was remember this was the game that was going to use the cloud power mm. and give us these crazy environments and things and it, it didn't live up to that at all um, so it was still a, a disappointment in a sense but nonetheless, I I did enjoy my time with the game. I mean, it's a, it's a you know, it's not a game I would have ever paid sixty euro or, or fifty pound or whatever the case might be for. But I think I got it for like twenty euro, about fifteen pound, and I think it was a good buy for that. And I'd say like it's on Game Pass, so if you're an Xbox player, you're just looking for something kind of mindless to play it's a good kind of podcast game to play while you're listening to podcasts or watching youtube or whatever the case might be i'd say give this one a try because it, it, it's a it's a fun time 
Yeah, fair enough. And I'm guessing you've put this next one on for you because I've not even heard of this game. Yeah, so Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, um, which for some reason I had spelt night as in K-N and just realized that, what a typo. Um, it's the spiritual successor to Castlevania. This game was crowdfunded, highly anticipated, um, and it was good. I mean, I, I played very little. It's one I want to get back to, but it, it's it's an excellent game. I mean, it, it is Castlevania in all but name because it, it's produced by um Ligarashi who you know was the, the man who overseen like probably the best Castlevania titles yes I'm sorry NES fans but Symphony of the Night is better than Castlevania 3 so he yeah I mean with the right man there you know it's going to be a, a good game mind you you might have thought that about Mighty Number no. 9 that, that wasn't the case um but nonetheless that this is an excellent game for for Castlevania fans and and one that was very welcome given that Konami are clearly not going to give them what they want, um. So it, it was it was a a solid subtle title. The Netflix series is good to be fair. <laughs> this is true. That so the the Netflix series is excellent. Right, I can talk now. Crash Team Racing, the game of the gen. Um. <laughs> Well, no, because they've still got to make tag team racing. I, I, I love this game. I, I, I don't think I've hammered a game on its release this hard, which may speak more about Xbox not making good exclusives or whatever, but th- this was nostalgia for me. Like, this, I think that's the problem. G- gamers are chasing the dragon. They want the memories of kid, of being a kid. And this is what I got from this game. Like, Cyberpunk, whatever, Disappointment. Crash Team Racing was perfect. It's not the best game, but it made you feel like a kid again. And that's what you want from certain games, and that's what I loved about this game. And it did it perfectly. And I I just want more. I'd like remake Tag Team Racing. I'll buy it. I'll play it. I'll hammer it. I'll complete it in a day. And then I'll feel empty afterwards because I've finished it and I've no else to play. <laughs> but I, I, I love this game. I just do. Yeah, I mean, I, I I haven't gotten around to it yet, um, despite being, you know, the, the car racer fan that I am. Um, but, I mean, it, it speaks for itself. I mean, people people wanted this game for so long, they got it, and they loved it, and now, like yourself, they want more. Um, so hopefully there is more Crash Team Racing to come. Please. <laughs> um, Gears 5, I intend to go back and finish this but what i did play i really enjoyed i think i think i've spoke about this a few times what um the coalition's doing with gears compared to what uh free for free is doing with halo it, it it's not perfect by any means but it's really good like they're using the old characters to make new ones etc now the ending of gears 5 might completely change all this but I, eventually i will get there but I think what they're trying to do is make gear, trying to separate gears of not separate, but build on gears of war success and make gears a thing, and continue with the next gen of characters. And um, I think they're kind of forced in the open world a bit. In my experiences, like you had to go around in some crappy kite sled thing. It may improve towards the end, but it kind of feels forced and. Every, every game seems to now want to add in a, an open world segment like 
eh. That's not what it should be. Either make it all open world or make none of it open world. It doesn't make sense. Um, but that felt forced. And maybe it was there to slow down the the, um, the tempo of the game. It, it did work, but I think it worked too well. But anyway, it, it, it's it's nice that Gears... Gears f- this sums up the problems of Xbox in this gen. Gears 5, except maybe like Titanfall. But this is probably the best first party made exclusive. This gen by Xbox, which sums it up. I think, so remember, if I remember correctly, Gears 5 was getting 8s and 9s out of 10s. And I don't think a game like Gears can get the 10 out of 10 range. So, yeah, it's um, it's a tough one. But I'm glad, I'm. it'd be nice for them to make a new IP that isn't Gears of War related. But it's nice that they're actually doing it justice. Whereas you look over at Halo and 4 and 5 were terrible that we've mentioned on these podcasts infinite's ruined the console launch and doesn't look all that good but we'll see in in the next five years when it comes out eventually um so yeah coalition are doing a good job with gears and i do intend to go back and play it at some point and, and finish it um um did you, you you fancy playing this did you ever end up getting onto it or could you not be bothered no, I haven't played it yet, and I, I really want to. And even hearing you talk about it makes that even more. So I, I think what, what, why I didn't was because I didn't finish Gears of War four, which I, I struggled with because you know we, we talked about it when we were covering that year previously on, on the podcast. I, I, you know, I didn't generally think that the, the story was as interesting as the old Gears of War games, and then put to that the fact that they made the insane difficulty just ridiculous like Mm. it was just nonsensical how hard it was so i think i have to what i probably have to do is swallow my pride go back to gears of war 4 drop the difficulty yeah rush through the story and then jump on gears 5 and you know maybe maybe this is something we could tackle together guy we could could take on gears 5 um co-op you know be, be something for us to jump maybe, on so maybe we'll, not an insert <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about that one offline yeah maybe we'll go to the to the one below and say specifically if if gears 5 has the same sort of difficulty as as gears 4 because I, I just it's just it's just say pure sadism like it's just it's not fun how much you die i, I was playing with my friend who's you know we talked about this before he he's a very talented gamer and he was even dropping dead you know every few seconds like it's absolutely not fair play to anyone who's managed to have the patience and the skill to finish gears of war 4 on insane because it would not be me (laughs) yes i could not even be bothered attempting that um borderlands 3 um it was fun it was more borderlandsy borderlands that you wanted and i don't really know what to add from that it's just I think the difficulty of Borderlands 3 is that you're moving on from Handsome Jack, who's obviously such a great hero, uh, hero, villain. Um, and it was hard replacing that, and I think they kind of did it well. Yeah, I mean, I, I unfortunately can't, can't add too much on this one because I haven't gotten around to Borderlands <gasps> 3, and I do own it, but um, I... I... I think it was strange because I only played Borderlands 2 not so long ago. Like, I played Borderlands 1 at the time it came out, but I never got around to 2. And I finally got into it kind of more recently on, on the PS4 and, and played it with some friends and put some serious errors in, played most of the DLC and was, you know, thinking, oh, I'll play that free DLC that leads into Borderlands 3. 
and then I'll be ready for Borderlands 3. Never played the DLC, never played Borderlands 3. But it's <laughs> one that I couldn't rule out going back to when, you know, it's got a, a PlayStation 5 update for it. And, it, you know, just like I played Borderlands 2 when I was in the mood for that, you know, I'd, I'd say I, I could could well get to this one down the road. Um, what's strange to me is how cheap it is. It became so quick. I mean, mm. you'll see this on Amazon for like ten pound, um, quite frequently, and and other retailers for similar prices. Now I don't know if that's kind of a strategy: drop the price and then get some DLCs out and and hope to sell the DLC. That that could work, but it is strange that it, it drops so quickly. And I I wonder is that because it it just simply hasn't sold as as well as they would have hoped. I don't think it's because of a lack of quality in the game. It's just... I'm not sure why. Um, maybe it's because it's, it's a game that you need... I think you have to experience Borderlands with mates. Maybe it's just... By cheapening it, it attracts more groups of people to buy it. That sounds very... Stupid, but it makes sense in my head. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I get what you're saying. Maybe you could could get more people, and as I said, that that might well work, especially if they're going to be launching, you know. And they do like for every Borderlands, you know, tend, tends to get a notable amount of DLC, so that could well be it. Um, but it is nonetheless strange to see such a, a popular game drop drop in price so quickly. Yeah, it was a strange one. A strange one. Um, but we'll move on. Uh, COD Modern Warfare and and buy your um, add-on. I think Warzone actually came out in 2020. I might be wrong in that, but yeah. yeah of course, it, yeah, it did come out in 2020, but Modern Warfare and Warzone by extension... Ugh, painful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed the campaign, which I'm sure you, I, I think you've plan, you're planning to play it as well, but the campaign's good. Um, no surprise they went back to Modern Warfare because it sells multiplayer... Meh. Again, I can't. I don't think COD can ever recapture the people my age and our age. I don't think they can recapture the uh, COD four, five, and six. And some people have soft spots for Black Ops uh, one and two as well. But them three, I mentioned the the three for me. Um, I don't think they can recapture that magic ever again for me. But I think this was a good attempt. It's probably the COD I've played, even. Outside of Warzone, this is probably the COD I've played played most in probably the best part of a decade. Yeah, I, I mean, as you said, it, it is one I intend to, to, to play and, and still do. I talk about Borderlands 3 dropped quickly in price. This game refuses to drop in price, which is infuriating because if I see in this game for you know, 15, 20 euro, I probably would pull the trigger on and just complete the the campaign in a weekend because it was a really intriguing campaign and I've, I've heard great things about it. Um, so I will eventually get to this one. And, and But it, it has a solid reputation. I, I think, interestingly, more people more so um, associate it with Warzone, which technically was a, a separate title which came afterwards, but uh, I gather that's that's where most people have put their Call of Duty time into. Um, I have a few friends who, who played it religiously for, for a few months, and some of them have since moved on to other games, but, but nonetheless, it was really popular for, for a spell. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's breeze through the next three, um, because we don't want to go hugely long. Uh, and we'll try and squeeze in 2020. The Outer Worlds. 
Um, Obsidian's last game. Um, I think it's hugely fun, but again, a bit dated in certain areas, like mechanically, etc. And maybe it didn't have the fun. Obviously, this is pre-Microsoft. I think it could have been bigger and more expanded upon. Maybe, maybe it will in the future, but I, I think this was a great start to an AP, an IP, I should say. Um, but could have added more, but it was like a great 7, 8 out of 10 game. Yeah, I, I completely echo it. I mean, I, I see this as a, like, I played through the game, completed it, got a little bit bored towards the end, in all honesty, but, but all in all, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I'd see it as a, a good proof of, content, proof of concept. I mean, you know, it, it shows that, that they could do, if there was a follow-up game, it, it could be a lot better. Uh, I think I would have liked the world to be a bit more open. I would have liked yeah. the world to feel a bit more alive. Um, I, I didn't really find, you know, there was definitely some cool characters and things, but I, I didn't find maybe as many kind of nifty moments as you might have done in like, a, you know, Fallout 3 or something, for for example, or Fallout New Vegas, which is a better comparison for, for Obsidian. Um, but there, there were some moments. Um, it, it's one that interested, despite finishing it, like when the DLC, one of the DLCs already did come out, and when the another mm. one does, I, I'm not sure I'm going to play them. Um, I I think I've just it's a, it's it's a difficult one to get back in really yeah yeah I, I I feel it would be um but nonetheless if you know when they inevitably announce an Outer Worlds two at some point um or maybe they'll just kind of continue to just go a new IP whichever way they decide to go um I would be tempted to jump back in because as I said it was a good proof of of concept and and there could be um, a lot of more good things to come there yeah exactly um death stranding amazon experience game um (laughs) i don't think i know anyone who's actually played this people see it's a strange one isn't it yeah i mean i want to play it because i'm just so intrigued by but again it's one that I, i just I'm waiting to get it at the right price because I don't want to get it and be like, well, that was a waste of money. You know, I want to get it when it's cheaper and be like, right, well, you know, if I only play it for a couple hours, then it's it's not a great loss. I mean, I, there's a few podcasts I listen to that the, the people on them played it. Um, for for example, Sacred Symbols with with uh, Colin Moriarty and and um, Chris Reagan, and they both quite enjoyed it and they're they're not alone in that so a lot of people enjoy the experience and they're people who didn't expect to enjoy the game um but it's just it's just such a weird game i mean it, it's it's a kojima game um but i mean it, it's it's just interesting because like there was a point where it seemed only kojima like fanboys thought it was going to be a good <laughs> game and then i think a lot of people were surprised by it um, so I, I would be intrigued to play it, but un- unfortunately for now, I, I can't add too much on that one. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, we kind of discussed this at the start. It It's a great game. It's it's the best thing EA produced Star Wars-wise, and it was just, I think, it's a testament to uh, Respawn and how they've kind of um, shot up the pecking order at EA and keep, keep making bangers, as the kids would say. Because Titan, as long make make Titanfall, not Apex, make Titanfall. But um, 
yeah, a very good game. Um, very look forward to a sequel or whatever they have plans for it. Um, the end scene. I don't want to spoil it because Carl, you have plans to play it, but the end scene is one of the best scenes in recent gaming history. I'm sure you know which one. After the last boss fight, people people know. People know what I'm talking about here. It is. It's just. It's just a magical scene. And never felt feel like that in a game. But uh, one one day we'll talk about it. Um, I just realised we've not talked about games of the last couple of years, Carl. Um, 2018, a tough one. God of War or RDR two. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd probably go God of War. Um, but I mean, <laughs> it is a tough one. Yes, I'll go RDR two just to give it its due, but. Flip, flip of a coin there. Um, 2019. Uh, I'd, I'd go Crash Team Racing. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's difficult for me because there's a lot of games that I haven't played. Mm. It was a weird year for me, 2019. Um, I suppose, I really, in terms of the ones I played, what I have to say is the best of them was probably Resident Evil 2, to be honest. Yeah, fair. I mean, it's not it's not the strongest year by any means, but yeah, it makes sense. Let's rush through 2020, and there's not a lot I've played here, to be honest, and we'll, we'll go through them quickly just to get this segment done. Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Streets of Rage 4, The Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, Fall Guys, <laughs> Marvel Avengers, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake, and, and Cyberpunk. Um... I don't think either of us have played Doom Eternal, so we can't really talk about that. Have you played Final Fantasy VII Remake? No, it's it's um, it's what I intend to play next once I dust off the last yeah. couple hours of Horizon. So I, I'll hopefully be able to talk about that one soon. I mean, I know there's a few people I listen to on podcasts that recently kind of went back to it and finished it and you know are saying it's it's arguably the best game of last year and one of the games mm. of the generation so given how big a Final Fantasy fan I am I, I have to play this one and I know Matt's actually playing through it at the moment because I got it for him for his birthday and he's loving what he's playing so far so and I mean he's the man who's completed Final Fantasy 7 like 30 times i think he named it as his favorite game when he was on this very podcast so um that's that's high praise from him so i'll definitely have to get into that one streets of rage 4 that's that's another that's actually i've been meaning to bring that one up with you actually because i want to play that it's on game pass and um i I think we should we should co-op that one and that's probably the game you could probably finish in in an evening it's it's that short so um i i know some friends of mine have played through it and and said it's a it's a great throwback to the old days of of beat-em-up so we should we should give that one a go lovely um well, let's get into the PlayStation stuff. Last of Us Part Two. I think you you kind of did a mini review. We haven't done. I don't think we've done a full review, have we? Um, Last of Us Part Two. It's obviously one of the best games of a gen and one of the most anticipated sequels in in gaming history. Um, did it do it justice? Yeah, I mean, it's an excellent game. I mean, it's 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 quality. I'm not sure I enjoyed it as much as the first one, but I think that's simply because the first one was new at the time. The first one was mind-blowing. The first one was, like, the best game. Uh, you know, and until recently, I'd, I'd 
maybe would have argued it. And it still might be, for me, pound for pound, the kind of best game critically of all time. It's just it, it, what it did that hadn't been done before in, in terms of games was, was just incredible. Whereas even though Last of Us Part 2 builds on that, it, it doesn't do enough differently to, to, to have that wow factor again. But nonetheless, it is a it's a great game. There's some amazing characters in it. The fact that I think, to, yeah, the two main characters in the game were bowed up for best character, like mm. best portrayal at the video game award says it all. And I think uh, Laura Bailey won it, didn't she? For I for, think so, um, yeah. For her portrayal, so that that says it all. Like I mean, it, it, it's it's just it's brilliant like it's just as far as storytelling goes it's it's amazing at the moment like one of my friends he he got it for christmas and he's playing it and his girlfriend who herself is a gamer um as well like she plays plays games but like she's just she's not even bothering playing it herself she's just watching him play it because it's just so engrossing like the the story and they're they're doing that at the the moment most evenings like that's that's their their current bonding rather than watching movies and stuff so i mean it's a spectacle i mean that's that's really what the game is yes i watched the ending of that game on facebook by accident because one of the streamers (laughs) i followed he he was playing it and the the end fight scene was there was there um so yeah it's it very cinematic as you say ghost of tsushima you i need to finish that might be one i play when i eventually get a ps5 so we'll talk about that at some point and you obviously plan to play it as well but by, by reputation it's one of the best games of the gen so yeah it's excellent from what i have played. yeah i, I definitely so. want to play it as on ps5 Absolutely, Fall Guys, probably the surprise game of this year. Maybe except like Among Us, but that came out a few years ago. Fall Guys, one of the fun games. Still bloody waiting for it to come to Xbox. Oh, yeah. Um, did you play much of Fall Guys? When it first came out, you know, I was, I was playing it every night. We haven't played it as much. I've been meaning to suggest my friends to go back to it, um, but it's it's just so much fun. I mean, it it basically is just like Takeshi's Castle in a video game, and it's just mindless. You can go in with a group of friends or just have a chat and a laugh, and it's just, it's it's my only criticism of it is that you can't play two player locally, which doesn't make any sense how you couldn't split screen mm. on that game. I mean, I hope it's something they patch in and in time because this is something I could definitely see myself playing with with my girlfriend, for example. Um, I mean, I went to play it with my nephew, and then we realised you can't play two players. We had to just take take turns, and I mean, no, just, but nobody likes that. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I, there's no reason technically why that game can't be split screen online and let two of you go on on the same console. So hopefully they patch in that in time. But that that's that's one criticism I had. Other than that, it's an excellent game. It's so much fun, and I hope it's around for for years to come because it's one that I could definitely see myself jumping back in at times and giving it a, a night with friends here and there especially as they've, they've added in new courses yeah absolutely um, Marvel Avengers what a dumpster fire of a game um, but on this list it's probably the only game I've finished so yay <laughs> it, it's bad it's a, it's an Xbox 360 game with better graphics um, Tony Hawk, did you ever get around to getting this or playing this? I have it, um, but I haven't really played it as yet. 
Um, but I'm excited to, to kind of get in into it. I'm, I'm trying to convince some of my friends to pick it up as well so we can play the, the multiplayer like the old days. Um, but I'm so glad this exists and that, that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is back where it belongs. And, you know, we can put Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 behind us. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, there is obviously other games in 2020, but again... This is the end of the chain. So the last one we were going to mention was Cyberpunk. I just put this on at the end because it's what I'm kind of currently playing. Um, obviously, the debacle and the, the horrendous launch speaks for itself. We did, we did bits on the news segment um, in our last couple of shows, actually. Um, my experience as Xbox, it, it's, it's not what I hoped it would be. And... Um, disappointing for everyone on playstation and, and last gen especially it in my it's a good game i i could sit if the if the trajectory of it is the same as the witcher which obviously had a bumpy launch as well and it goes up i think the possibilities are endless and whatever they do with the lc they obviously released that so, i'm sorry video from south park the other day and the the roadmap and the the next gen is supposedly the the I think they said quarter four this year. Um, so hopefully people get the full experience um, when that comes out or if they keep making improvements. At some point, that this game will meet its potential. It might be a year from now. It might be 18 months or whatever. But it will at some point. And I think it'll be excellent. And eventually multiplayer will come out and eventually endless potential, but a, a rocky start. Well, it's not even rocky. It's basically a shipwreck start, and now you're now it's in castaway mode. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see where it goes. I'm still enjoying my experience. I'll need to get it finished, and we then I can talk about my my full experiences with it um, on here. But yeah, it's a it's a good game that has amazing potential. But Christ on a bike, they need to sort their shit soon. Yeah, I mean, I initially left this off because I thought ultimately this game was going to be, you know, looked at as a, a next, like in the next generation. And, and that still might be the case, it, yeah. but for the wrong reasons and that, that the next generation version will be the one that's that's playable ultimately and, and that um, pe- people will, will remember. And that's the one I'm ultimately waiting for now. But unfortunately, you know, it is going to be also thought of as, uh, you know, part of this generation and as one of the bad games of that generation because it's, it's completely broken on those consoles. And that that is unfortunate. And it, it's why I haven't played it yet. Like, I mean, this is a game I would have picked up, not a bother for, you know, 50, 60 euro day one. But then, you know, I was busy for a few days at the time, so didn't pull the trigger straight away. And then you're hearing it's completely broken. I was like, well, there's no point in me picking it up from my PS4 Pro because it's it's just not going to play. Yep. Yep. And that's the sad story for anyone who hasn't gotten around to getting next gen yet as well. People on PS5 as well, they, 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 they say they can't play it as well. So, yep, it's, uh, it's a shame, but hopefully the end product again i I said it with um what was the launch fallout 76 the the launch period is unless it has a witcher-esque thing where it turns into one of the best games of the gen it's good it's going to struggle it's going to struggle so hopefully when the next gen update comes out it's the game that cd project red wanted but 
yeah, the the launch won't uh, do much for their reputation. Um, I won't ask for a gamer this year because it's a bit. Well, I suppose it'd be Last of Us for you, <laughs> out of the ones you've actually played. Whereas probably, yeah. I mean, by default, do I have to say Marvel Avengers? I do, don't I? <laughs> How was that? Uh, I, I, I suppose. I'm not saying it. Um, Warzone. We'll, we'll, we'll play no. Street Rage Four yes, this, we'll this week, it. and then, you, then you know, on the next podcast, you can revise it. And yes. play Street Rage Four. Or any, like any phone game, I can play in that time. Um, <laughs> so, I, overall thoughts on on this gen. I mean, it's been. It's been a masterstroke by PlayStation 4. I mean, every year there's a masterpiece by Sony and their and their um, first party uh, developers. There, it, it, is that the story of the gen that Sony has just pumped out banger after banger? Yeah, I mean, it's I can't remember a generation where um, you know a company has had so many. Like I suppose. PlayStation 1, yeah, that that's obvious, but at that time, all the other competitors either fell apart early, or in the case of the N64, a lot of the games couldn't be on the N64 because of the, the limitations of cartridge storage. So I don't think that's a, a fair comparison, really. Um, so I think of all the generations where you can make a fair comparison, um, I think that this is the standout in in terms of the exclusives like the the gulf between sony and and microsoft is is insane um it it is it's not um, yes and that that really i think is has to be the highlight that like in in terms of the thing to to look at is how how well sony did in in terms of um exclusives um but you know, the, it, it, all in all, though, it was a very, very strong generation. There was a lot of like top quality games. You know, was, uh, along with the the Sony series, there was a, a lot of multi-platform games. You know, obviously, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two and um, The Witcher, Wild Hunt, to to name just two. And um, I mean, they're two games that'll be talked as you know t- two of the best games of all time, and I, I think that says it all. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think I'll look always look back at the free six mainly because Xbox has been shit this year. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's been fucking shit. Um, but I don't think Xbox One ever ma- will ever match the three sixty. Hopefully, um, Series X can. But the the, the third party successes and, and the PlayStation experience I've had, they have been magic. Like RDR two is a magic game. God of War is a magic game. The Witcher three is just the absolute best. Like I'm when we did our top tens, I think I had Oblivion first, and Witcher was fourth or something like that. I, might, I think I still have my list on my phone somewhere. But that that might need revision because Witcher three is just spectacularly good. Just is. It's the, that's my game of the gen. gen is, uh, I'm sure yours is between Witcher Three and um, Ge- I was going to say Gears of War, God of War. Yeah, I'd probably go with Witcher Witcher Three, but um, I mean, there's just you know, there's so many games that people could pick that you you wouldn't really question because the 
so many excellent games to be fair but yeah no definitely witcher 3 for me yeah yeah it's... oh I, I, I hope cyberpunk has, has the same trajectory but we'll see um but yeah it's it's been a it's been a good gen it's been a spectacular gen for playstation players uh, i mean eyes on the next gen like might be one a show that we do maybe e3-ish time or something like that but next gen i mean it can't get any like it unless microsoft bin off xbox in the next week it can't get any worse for xbox like in terms of exclusives and that there's like three like gears 4 isn't that good gears 5 titanfall and sea of thieves has developed into a fun game but it's not a successful game two at a push <laughs> So you can't get worse than that for Xbox or for Microsoft. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to say really um, how, how things are gonna. I think it definitely looks brighter for Microsoft than it did at the start of the last generation. They've got so many studios on board, and see the whole Bethesda thing that's that's yet to happen, which will happen this year. Um, but obviously, it's still very much a, a look at Game Pass and. Um, and kind of that, that being the the focus moving forward, um, which which obviously was was something you know we were focusing on the games, but it was a, a big part of, of yeah. last gen as well. Kind of game Game Pass being launched, um, whereas I think Sony are going to to try and do just more of the same. Just you know they they're going to keep delivering kind of these these AAA exclusives, mm. generally focused on single player. And and look to their third party partners for for the, the the multiplayer titles as as they did in the last generation. I mean, it really the ball is in Microsoft's core. Like it's like you know what what are you gonna do? Because you you know you got kind of trounced in the last gen, despite pulling it back somewhat towards the end in in terms of goodwill, if maybe not in numbers. Um, but it's it really Microsoft are the ones to to watch because they're they're the ones that have to make the moves. Yeah, it's it's been a. It's um. It 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 can't. It just needs to get better. It needs to get better. But uh, I yeah, it will do. Like all the games that have been teased already, from like uh, Fable, uh, Avowed, uh, Perfect Dark. I mean, they're they're three games that will be good. I have fingers crossed. It. <laughs> they just will be good, and uh, Forza's always good. I mean, Forza's probably the best fucking Xbox exclusive of last year. Um, but we'll do a full podcast on, on on stuff when we actually see next gen stuff. But uh, we've gone long anyway, Carl. What have you been playing recently? Um, three three things. Um, I was still playing Final Fantasy fourteen. You know, it's my I suppose my first experience with a real MMO. I finished the original game. I'm on the the first DLC now. Um, enjoying it. It's just a it's a nice. It's something you can you can play with your mates. You know, do some dungeons and raids and the like, or you can just play on your own while not really focusing on it. You know, if you're uh, kind of watching videos in the background or listening to podcasts or that kind of thing. It's just it's easy. It's an easy play. 
um, but an enjoyable one. Um, I got back into Horizon after kind of I got 50 hours through and then just kind of parked it while I was playing Final Fantasy for a few weeks. But I got back into it this week. I finished the main game and I'm on the Frozen Wilds DLC now. I'm probably going to be another hour or two till I finish the game. As I've said before, it's an excellent game. Worth all the hype. Can't wait. I'm I'm now among the fans that are, are waiting for the, the second game, which should hopefully be out later this year. Um so that's one to look forward to. And probably the one big game that we can be confident will make it out this year. And then lastly, some some FIFA. I picked up FIFA twenty one in the sales, really good sale on both ends, I think uh PlayStation and Xbox where you could get it for about thirty euro. Um so that was pretty cool. Picked that up, played with my brother a bit played some ultimate team which i haven't played in in years like you know ultimate team is hella addictive i mean i i plan to play like one game and ended up playing like five it's it, it is a it's addictive i can see why people get so so much into it but I, i'm liking fifa 21 i think it's uh it plays a lot better than fifa 20 did how about you guy what have you been playing well strap yourself in <laughs> um overwatch is always a constant. Um, Warzone a little bit in the last couple of days, but that's kind. Of, if you follow Warzone, you know it's a it's a hot mess at the minute. The DMR, it, it, I know it's just been fixed, but the DMR of the Mac Ten dual pistols broke the game for a little bit, and it wasn't fun. Um, Rocket League. I'm bad at that game. It's fun, but when you see people like flying about and shit it makes you feel worthless <laughs> um divinity sin 2 um top down larian studios uh dungeons and dragon-esque type game if you're not familiar with it it's really good i wouldn't recommend it if you're playing it by yourself unless you're really gonna hit that game hard because i'm playing it with a mate and i think it'd be kind of like a lonely boring experience on your own, but with a mate, it's kind of fun. Um, really good game, but it, it, for me, bad. It'd be lonely. Um, what else have I been playing? Oh yeah, Star Wars Battlefront Two. I've downloaded it last night and played it, and to kind of circle the show. Um, it's fun. It's a bit broke at the minute because if you know how the game works, you you got to earn points to unlock the the characters in game and. Now it, I think at the minute it's got double points, so everyone just plays as heroes all the time. It's like impossible to play, but it, it it it's it's not the dumpster fire mess it was at the start. But it doesn't really matter considering the start it had. But it's a good game, and do I dare say Dice deserves to give it another shot with EA's new outlook of gamers first, which is probably BS. But why not? Make a third one and make it make it well, um, but no, I, I I like Battlefront. I I hammered the first one. I really enjoyed the first one, even though it was a bit bit empty. And and I thought two would be building on it, and it wasn't. But um, yeah, I enjoy it. It's a fun game. Um, there's probably other games I've been playing. Cyberpunk, of course. Christ, I will finish Cyberpunk at some point, and then I will finish Assassin's Creed Valhalla at some point, and then I will probably start whatever number Dragon Age. Uh, not Dragon Dragon Quest is is in Game Pass, so I will finish 
hopefully them two games at some point. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been playing. Uh, but Carl, I think we are literally at like two hours now. Um, but as we say, we've pretty much had like a month and a bit off, haven't we? So hopefully this will fill the quarter until Xbox buys someone, which usually happens ten minutes after we finish the podcast. Um, so thank you, Carl, and thank you everyone for listening. If you have made it this far, good, good lord. Uh, but yeah, thank you and goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.